Hi, welcome to the Physionic Journal Club. Today we're going to be discussing the second paper that I have uh, that I initially started with a taurine paper. Now we're going to be discussing how garlic extract may reduce blood pressure in hypertensive individuals. Now there's some interesting results in this particular paper. As I was going through it, I was a bit confused. But I think I have an explanation for my confusion, so I am no longer confused. Uh, if you are listening to this or watching this live, you can find the papers linked. And if you're listening to this after the fact, you can also find the papers linked. Uh, so uh, you can have access to my notes that I'm looking at right now, as well as the paper itself. Okay, so let's jump into this. This is this paper is called Aged Garlic Extracts Reduced Reduces Blood Pressure in Hypertensive a Dose Response Trial. And again, as always, I have to remind you that just because a paper has a particular title does not mean that that is necessarily the case. We are critically evaluating papers to find uh, the same conclusions, if we find the same conclusions or not. And I have read papers where I've disagreed with the authors in their conclusions, so uh, the title does not say everything. An introduction to this paper, the study investigates the effect that garlic extract has on blood pressure in hypertensive individuals. So if these individuals have high blood pressure, that is uh, the particular individuals we're talking about here. So the paper was a between participants randomized study, meaning that the participants had an equal chance of being put into any one of the four, five groups that uh, they had uh, for, uh, available for this particular uh, study. And uh, they were also between participants. So it's not going to be a uh, measure these participants while they're on a particular treatment and then measure them again while they're on a different treatment. So they're separated all out into groups and then you compare between the groups. That's what that means. So comparison between the garlic consumption group and or the various garlic consumption groups versus the placebo or no garlic uh, over a 12-week time period. So pretty long time, three months, to see if there's some sort of an effect. Uh, they started out with 84 participants, but five dropped out for various reasons. They did adjust for that in the statistics, so that does mean that the, the study may be slightly underpowered as a result, but uh, that's something that I'll have to, I'll have to cover uh, later on because that was a point of confusion actually for me, which is what I alluded to earlier. So they had 21 participants for each group, and they had four groups. I apologize. It's not five groups, four groups. Uh, the, they had a garlic group one, so garlic one, uh, which is con they consumed 240 milligrams of garlic extract. Garlic group two consumed double that, so 480 milligrams of garlic extract. And garlic group four, that's where I thought we had four groups initially, plus the placebo, Garlic group four consumed double of garlic group two. Two times two, four. I can do math. Uh, 960 milligrams of garlic extract for garlic group four. And then the placebo group, which consumed a placebo supplement but did not consume 
garlic so that then they're able to compare between the groups. And all of these participants, something to note is that all these participants were on a blood pressure medication. However, the researchers told their physicians as well as the participants themselves to stay on whatever blood pressure medication they were on. And that's where they had to do a few adjustments in the statistics because uh, the physicians decided to, uh, to ignore the researchers in uh, just a few individual cases. So they had to exclude those individuals because uh, the blood pressure medication, if you switch the blood pre pressure medication midway through a study, of course, that's going to potentially have a profound impact on blood pressure, clearly. Uh, and another thing to note is that participants were senior individuals so that they had an average age of about 70 years old. So something to keep in mind as well. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't translate to younger individuals, but this study looks at more senior individuals. And the inclusion criteria, which makes absolute sense, is that the participants had to have high blood pressure, because why would you want to lower blood pressure if you don't have high blood pressure? So they had to have a systolic blood pressure. So when you go to your doctor, you get that top number. So the top number is always higher than your bottom number. And that top number is the contraction of your heart. That's where I'll leave that in terms of simplicity. So when your heart contracts, it creates a ton of pressure and that pressure is measured by that number. So they had to have a blood pressure of at least 135 millimeters of mercury, which means just 135 or higher. And uh, that is definitely a reasonable uh, number to have for high blood pressure because that is relatively high blood pressure. And uh, the participants, in terms of the experimental design, the participants had their blood pressure tested at baseline at four weeks, at eight weeks, and then at the end at 12 weeks. And that's essentially where we're going to look at. So with that said, let me jump down to some of these figures. I'm skipping some of the tables. Uh, the main two figures that we're going to be looking at and along with tables is table two and figure one, figure two, uh, or I should say figure two. I think I've got that written down wrong in my notes. I will change that. Uh, figure two as well as table two. So figure two is giving us a diagram of the systolic blood pressure, which is what I was telling you about earlier, the contraction of the heart, the pressure of the heart, and the change over those four weeks, eight weeks, and then at the ultimately at the very end, 12 weeks. And what we find is something very peculiar, because here we see that the in all conditions, the blood pressure drops. So the placebo group has blood pressure drop as well. So what could be causing that? Well, that's the placebo effect, most likely. What's happening here is you're, because you're taking something, it's leading to an actual physiological change, which is a remarkable process in its own right, to think that you're essentially taking nothing, and but you believe you're taking something, and therefore it changes something or a series of different things in your physiology that ends up leading to a benefit to your health. So there is a small drop in blood pressure from just simply taking something, not even necessarily garlic. 
Now, even more interesting and what's what was actually confusing to me initially is that you only see a significant drop in blood pressure independent of the placebo. So you see an initial drop from the placebo. And then do we see a further drop from the from the placebo down even further? That would be indicate indicative of the garlic having an effect. And we see that we do, but only in the garlic 2 condition. So you would think that the garlic 4 condition, which has double the amount of garlic that the garlic 2 condition does, you would think that they would have the greatest effect, but it turns out not to be the case. The reason for that, it turns out, and I, I think I've got some notes on that, additional notes, yes, as noted by the researchers, the garlic 4 condition showed uh, had reduced compliance. So you had less individuals sticking to the consumption of their garlic. So that likely contributed to a reduced effect. Now, there was an effect and it was uh, lower than the placebo if you're actually looking at the graph. So there is an effect from the garlic 4 condition, but it's not statistically significant. So the only one that's actually statistically significant was the garlic 2 condition uh, off of placebo. So what can we say off of this? And then they've got their quantifications off table too, but I'm not going to go into that because I'd have to tilt my head sideways because of how it's displayed, which is an odd way to display something, but I digress. So what does this actually mean then? Uh, well, actually, one more thing. Uh, they also have a table three, which I didn't write any notes on this, but they looked at uh, the tolerability, the acceptability of consuming this amount of garlic because you're almost consuming a gram of garlic in the garlic four condition, uh, 960 milligrams. And with that, oh, I do have notes on, on table three. Uh, with table three, they're showing that there is greater irritation, greater gastrointestinal discomfort, constipation, bloating, reflux, uh, garlic taste, shocker <laughs> on that one, dry mouth, uh, difficulty swallowing. That is highest in the garlic four condition, which makes sense. Again, you're doubling the amount of garlic that you even see in the garlic two condition, you're consuming four times the amount that you're consuming in the garlic one condition. So in terms of side effects, there's, there are some mild side effects. I mean, none of them are like death or anything of that nature, but uh, you know, there's certainly some more side effects and the greatest amount of side effects are with the greatest amount of garlic consumption. And yet we see, uh, we don't see as great of an effect with the garlic four condition. So what can we say based off of the, the information that we have, based off the data that we have, is that garlic extract does seem to reduce systolic blood pressure, uh, but does not seem to, and I didn't mention this, but in uh, t figure 2b, they show diastolic blood pressure, and it does not seem to have a garlic itself does not seem to have an effect on diastolic blood pressure or the relaxation phase of the heartbeat. Now, you still see a decrease, and that is 
most likely because of the placebo effect, but there's no significant difference between the garlic condition and the placebo group, as far as I could tell. So the, the greatest effect is on systolic blood pressure, or again, that contraction of the heartbeat. So garlic extract seems to reduce systolic blood pressure. So in hypertensive individuals, the amount consumed that was shown to be effective is 480 milligrams. Could you consume 960 milligrams and see an effect? Most likely the answer is yes, even though the data does not show that because the statistics are kind of confounded or not really confounded, but they're uh, befuddled. I don't know. I'm trying to think of different way, words to say for this, but they're, they're, they're skewed because of the lack of compliance in the garlic four condition. So most likely there is going to be a similar effect by consuming more garlic, but are you going to see a greater effect? We don't know that uh, compared to a to the smaller amount of garlic consumption. But on the flip side, of course, you also see greater levels of side effects with more garlic consumption. Now, they're not extreme or anything like that. They're relatively mild, but if you can get a a significant effect from consuming less garlic and have less side effects, then, I mean, that's a win-win situation. Now, the only positive that might come out of a garlic-4 condition, if they had had uh, enough individuals that were compliant, then maybe you would see a greater reduction in blood pressure. But I would venture to say that most likely that's not going to be the case. So it seems like 480 milligrams of garlic extract a day seem to decrease blood pressure with minimal side effects in this particular study. So that is that. That is uh, the conclusion for this study. Uh, I would like to see more on this particular topic, but uh, certainly promising interesting as well. Okay, with that said, that's where I'm going to leave this. And I, well, if you're listening to this live or watching this live, you're welcome to ask me questions. If you're listening to this after the fact, you're also welcome welcome to ask me questions uh, after the fact on whatever platform that you're consuming this on. And with that said, I wish you a wonderful, wonderful day. Have a good one. See ya.